welcome to Simply Soccer. I am Michelle Hutink, your host, and of course, with me is Christian Conway. How's it going? I'm more excited for this game tomorrow than uh, Darwin Quintero was about going into the game after he smelled those uh, smelly salts on Sunday, so get after it. <laughs> oh my god, that was wild. Um, in our episode 21 now, uh, our show is old enough to drink. Yes, it's... Our, 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 our baby is legal. <laughs> our baby is legal. Yeah. Oh, man. So, yeah, backtracking before we get into I know we're all so excited, uh, Galaxy fans, uh, for El Trafico. And here we go. Minnesota, Christian Conway, you were, you were there live. I was, I, I was there. It was an absolutely fantastic atmosphere. Uh, full credit to all of the fans that traveled out. Uh, we were loud. It was fun. Um, it was, it was great. Weather? It wasn't bad at all, actually. Um, I think I think everyone was preparing it for it to be a lot worse than it actually turned out to be. It was uh, didn't rain. We brought the uh, we brought the good weather. So um, well, at least as good as it could be in <laughs> Minnesota, Minnesota. In, in October. So, but it was it was it was definitely uh, it was a fun experience. Uh, it was really cool uh, at the pregame event. Um, Chris Klein and Dennis DeClosa came, and they were uh, very open with their time and uh, and, and talking to uh, to fans. So full credit to them. Um, Dennis DeClosa seems like about the shyest human being ever, though, so I feel like it was a little bit overwhelming for him. Um, but it was, yeah, it was, it was a, it was a fun trip. Well, that's that's great. Were you able to ask them anything? Um, I did not speak with Chris Klein. Um, I I didn't notice he was there. I I, just, I was talking to friends. <laughs> there, right? Well, I was talking to friends and kind of got distracted. Um, I did speak with Dennis DeClosa a little bit, asking how he feels about the season and whatnot. He was very positive. Um, he said he he was he's excited uh, to play. He was said he said he was excited to play LAFC in the next round, and I kind of laughed at the confidence that he had about us beating Minnesota. But um, yeah, he's uh, he's he's it was it was really he seems like a very from the conversations I overheard with him and other people, he's a very um, he's a very cerebral kind of guy. So uh, he definitely. is a uh, yeah definitely would to sit down with a glass of wine with him and just talk for for hours. <laughs> Yeah, he had approached us when we went to the training session uh, where we ran into Slotan and everybody um, the first time. Uh, and yeah, it was he was very nice, and I'd interviewed him back when uh, Escalote was uh, debuting. So, uh, like you said, um, it's interesting that you said that that he was kind of shy. Maybe it's just because there was a larger group of you versus like small media uh, huddle. Yeah, I would I would assume it, you know, especially as someone who doesn't like crowds, it was a pretty kind of crowded, wild space. So I figure oh, wow. it's kind of a little bit overwhelming. Well, watching it from Dignity Health Sports Park, I'm so glad that I went. Um, I felt more appreciated that day as a fan than on Fan Appreciation Day. They <laughs> gave us free T-shirts. It looks like you guys got the same shirts, actually. Uh, I believe we did. Um, I don't know what happened to mine though. Oh no! Well, <laughs> it's probably my backpack still. If I can snag you a second one, I'll, I'll hit someone up and see if I can. But um, yeah, so we, we got t-shirts. Uh, they had like spin a wheels They had a Galaxy Foundation. They had um, all kinds of like, you know, $20 like mystery tins. And, um, you know, people won posters and fanny packs. And I got like a pop socket. There were keychains. I got a koozie. Uh, you know, lots of like little pop-up things to take pictures. Uh, the sunset was gorgeous. The, you know, being in, in the Legends Plaza, the only th complaint I have is that the screen isn't bigger and that there aren't more of them. But it was, yeah, I know. It was a, it was a good time. Uh, $5 beers, $5, uh, excuse me, $8 Michelada's and the food trucks. I got a 
a voucher or voucher, however you pronounce that. I know I'm an English teacher, but uh, anyways, um, for for food uh, at, at any of the trucks uh, when you signed up for the AARP. And, and so it was, a, it was a really good time. I got to hang out with Delmi uh, and our friends, Alex, Leslie, Jamie, and everybody. So uh, that was really, really cool. And a couple of guys from NAG News, uh, we ended up finding each other. And so we were watching and it's just, I mean, it was nerve wracking at times. You're just frustrated that like by the 50th minute, you know, we, 60th minute, I even think like we hadn't even scored. Um, you know, and our scoring chances were just off. Um, Antuna had good runs and, you know, Pavon was having an off night. And I noticed oftentimes too, um, not just with the, with the lineup in general, like, um, you know, it, it, it was the team having to find their rhythm again. Um, and our, de our defense is our weakest point as we know. And so they had taken Rolf out. Um, you know, uh, Corona is out with the toe injury as far as we know. And so they have put kitchen in and it just, it really took Alessandrini, um, when he came in to, to spark, I feel, I mean, Legette's goal definitely obviously set, set, set us into a really good place. And I have to say that the goals from Legit and, and Jonah Dos Santos feel good just because, you know, especially with LAFC, with their banter, um, with a few things that they can say about us, um, <laughs> um, that they that we rely on Zlatan too much. And so to have two guys in our midfield that you know that the lineup ended up working, that, you know, the, the they had people Gonzalez pull back, and then you pushed up. Legit and Jonathan Dos Santos, and it it really made for them for scoring to to hit it. Well, it was kind of interesting uh, on paper. Um, this this formation was a four three three, but if you kind of look at the player position map, it almost oddly looks like it plays like a five three two. Like Perry's deep down into that uh, in between the center backs, and um, and Pavon and Antuna actually pulled in very tight to Ibrahimovic, so it, they played incredibly centrally. And what this allowed Shaloto to kind of plan was Antuna and Pavon didn't play as traditional wingers. They played as almost a hybrid number 10 winger kind of role where they could swap off and occupy the space where the other wasn't. So yeah, because I, I... Sorry to cut you off, but, like, I, I did notice that, like, Pavon, you know, he always does his cut-ins, but it looked like at some point that Antuna and him had switched and that Pavon was playing on the right. Now, I don't know if that was a matchup tactic... I don't know if it was just because of his cut-ins that they kind of got stuck with like that, and then they couldn't get back. I think I think it was very intentional, and I think I think what uh, what Shaloto kind of said to both Antuna and Pavon, which is just go wherever on the field you want that you think you can be most effective. So I don't think there was this is a this wasn't a strict you know these are two wingers and they're playing out wide and they're going to stick wide. They actually were so. I mean, if you look at the position map, I mm -hmm. they're they're as central as Ibrahimovic was in terms of of player positioning. So I think that was a, a bit of a tactical wrinkle that I don't think Minnesota United was prepared for. And that's what helps is that it, is, is this tactical wrinkle automatically leads to the first goal because it unsettles the defense because they see Antuna, traditionally a winger, running centrally and they figure there's no one outside wide to him. And all of a sudden the ball gets whipped in from the wide positioning. So the defenders were unsettled. And then Ibrahimovic, is, who I think we can all agree didn't have, arguably probably had his worst game in a Galaxy jersey on Sunday night, um, through no, through no fault of his own. I mean, if you look at the way that he was handled by the Minnesota defense, they did a very good job of, 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 of stopping him, which is kind of what Absolutely. 
we kind of all were thinking like this could very well happen. Um, but you know, he scuffs the shot and the Jets just, you know, does what uh, any good central midfielder should do if your team is attacking, which is make a secondary run and clean up whatever, you know, if there's, if there's something to be cleaned up, clean it up. So that second goal, I mean, that first goal is, is kind of, I think what tactically GBS was going for in order to kind of, I guess, break down Minnesota, but Minnesota really wasn't as this defensive solidity that I was kind of expecting. They were, uh, I mean, the wingbacks played a lot higher than I, I figured they were going to play. They, definitely pinned the galaxy back into the defensive third very easily. Um, and I mean, it, the galaxy, I think kind of stole this one a little bit, because if you look at some of the chances that Minnesota United had in terms of, 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 of shots on goal and, and so forth, that it, was terrifying. They were wasteful. I mean, I mean, it, it was, it was oh. shockingly bad how wasteful they were. I mean, we were sloppy uh, per the usual, no, but, but, but it was, it was particularly what kept me, going basically like an affirmation. I just kept repeating to myself, Christian says that they can't finish, they can't score. <laughs> and so that's what I was kept telling myself. Yeah, we got we got very lucky at the fact that they do have uh, issues uh, in terms of finishing. But I, I will say, I, I mean, this this is a, a playoff performance. Like this was the LA Galaxy going in in a playoff game on the road in a very difficult place to play and going out there and riding your luck and somehow you ride your luck long enough and, 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 and good things go your way. And I think, you know, that's kind of, I, I think that's the story of this match is that, you know, one team had the better players and rode their luck and the other team just, you know, was, was wasteful. And, and that's MLS Cup playoffs for you. You know, like that's, that's, that's how this, this, this whole entire thing goes um, in, in, in the league. And, and I think it was a, uh, it was a, it was a fantastic performance from the galaxy. Um, Pavone had a fantastic. I, I I know. I think you said earlier that Pavone had an off night. I actually disagree. I think Pavone was very good mm. in this kind of freed up left wing, right wing, center midfield hybrid role that I think Shaloto is going to start deploying Antuna and Pavone in 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 the playoffs. I think I think we're going to see very similar to what you know. And we'll, we'll get into the LFC game in a second, but I think this is what GBS is going to do tactically throughout the playoffs. Is is really keep the team narrow and make make it make it hard for teams to operate in the midfield but also allow Pavon and Antuna to not be so rigid in their positioning in order to find space and be much more effective attacking by going into space that they think they can be effective and not really being bound by traditional winger roles if that makes sense absolutely well two things came to mind while while you were talking and and one was um you know I remember sitting with Alex from first to five and you know, we were talking about like late subs, but at the same time, Jamie's like, but who could we sub? And obviously like Carrasco comes in and I was just like, <laughs> you know, you know, this is, this is, this is Carrasco's game. Like this. <laughs> right. You're, and you're, I get it. And I get it. And Jamie just assured me. She's like, look, it's, it's, it's in, in stoppage time. Like this is a time wasting sub. And I know that they had him on the, on the line to, to sub in sooner. I think they were even going to sub in Alessandrini sooner, but you know, it's just that the game didn't allow them to come in. And so, um, okay, fine. I, I take it. Um, because the thing is you do have to think about who you're going to sub. And, and first of all, despite the depth that I are, that we arguably have now, um, we still had to bring in Drini because he, he's definitely going to bring you that attack, that solid, 
form, even though he hadn't played in, you know, corner of the galaxy said that he was rusty, rusty. I disagree because he, he was making runs. He was uh, taking shots uh, for somebody who hadn't played with us in a while that that was phenomenal. And then, you know, to bring in Drini means that we're playing for the win and not just for a draw, not to go to extra time because the, and it, that would be playing for a loss. Um, I also think you bring in Austin Journey in this game because you need a you need a shot in the arm. It, like the Galaxy looks like they were flagging a little bit. They were a little bit tired. You bring in a guy like Austin Journey in it, and it, it forced Minnesota United to kind of, in a way, stay honest defensively. That it, it forced them to think about kind of, and, and the way Austin Junior was deployed, it was much more of a traditional winger kind of role. He was out, he was out wide more often than um, Tuna was centrally and, and, and Pavone was centrally. Um, and I think what it what it did was it forced that side of the field, especially with uh, Roman Mettenier, uh, who was who was giving you know Romney and Antuna a really difficult time defensively. Um, it forced him to kind of pin back a little bit more, so that you take away that kind of attacking option for. For Minnesota United, and if you notice, when Metnier stopped really getting forward and started having to deal with Austin Trini, a lot of Minnesota United's high-quality chances started to fade away. So I think that was a, a, a savvy tactical move from GBS to kind of, you know, attacking subs can be defensive. And I know that sounds like kind of counterintuitive, but this is an attacking sub that actually turned out to be a little bit more defensive in the end because it forced Minnesota United to route the attack through a side that they were not having a lot of success on. Absolutely. And for Alessandrini, since we're on the topic, um, the title of our episode is going to be Alessandrini Heart On. And uh, the, the couple of reasons That's for that. So stupid. I know. I overheard Jamie uh, having a conversation with Leslie. And it was just, I mean, part of it was because um, Alessandrini wears his heart on his sleeve for this team and he brings that passion. Uh, and that fight that we that we were all missing, and we know that he loves this club. And Jonathan Dos Santos has been showing, you know, a lot of love for this club. And so when Alonzo, Ozzy Alonzo, went for Drini and knocked him down, I just saw we just saw uh, Jonathan Dos Santos just step up and ready to fight for Alessandrini. All of I, us. Uh, <laughs> I, would pay, I, would, I would pay money for that pay per view fight between Jonathan Dos Santos and, and uh, Ozzy Alonso. That would be a heavyweight bout. Like, I mean, it was just, it was hot. We're not going to lie. Like, this is our pod. Like, we can say whatever we want, you guys. Um, but uh, the other thing about it, the other thing about it, especially, I mean, I. I that's Ozzy Alonso. That's that's always been Ozzy Alonso's career. Is yeah. That he's, he's he'll he'll go. He goes in hard and 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 he he roughs people up. It's it's what he did in Seattle. It's what he's doing in Minnesota. And it 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 is one of those things where you love to have it on your team and you absolutely hate to play against it. And yes. it's it, that's that's Ozzy being Ozzy. You know. I know, but when he took down Pavone and then when he took down Antuna, those were hard. Like he's, I don't understand how those were not yellow cards. He's always he's he's always been that person. I also think. You know, oh wait, because Uncle was a ref. Yeah, well, and also, also, I don't, think, <laughs> I don't think anyone ever, any referee wants to send off someone in a playoff game. I just don't think. Yeah, no, I didn't want him sent off. I mean, that's Aussie, you know. Um, but I think I also kind of watching the other MLS playoff games during the day. I, I, I have a, I have a sneaking suspicion that kind of similar to uh, in the Stanley Cup playoffs in hockey, kind of the referees are urged to kind of swallow the whistle. I might. I have a sneaking suspicion that maybe MLS told some referees to swallow the whistle, and just not not give as many cards out and, and not give as okay. many cards out. Okay. I, that could okay. Just be- unless unless they're two, you know, two of our yeah defenders. Um, well, the Polenta, the Polenta, the Polenta and Giancarlo Yellows. I think were were both fairly deserved. Um, okay. So. 
because it wasn't clear to me from where I was sitting. Um, what's his What's his face? Minnesota uh, got his shirt torn. Um, oh, yeah. um, oh God, the name's not coming to me right now. Gasper, uh, was it? I think it was Gasper. I believe so. Okay. Yeah, that's that's going to be uh, yeah. usually. That's who it is for now. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> and and I'm just like I didn't see him, but when they even showed the replay, I didn't see him touch him. Where that shirt ripped. I think it's just, you know, the quality of the jerseys are just not up <laughs> to par. That happened to Jordan Morris against uh, Bosnia Herzegovina. So, got to step up manufacturing quality. <laughs> I guess so. Um, but the other thing that you were saying is the, the playoff performance. So, you know, t- a couple of things. Yes, this is our playoff performance. Definitely. It it made you feel like, yeah, it's physical. You know, we're going toe to toe. We've got our guys that can take on, um, you know, the matchups and, you know, it was, and it's also MLS, like anything can happen. It was a little wild at one point you had, um, Minnesota's goalkeeper. I I can't pronounce his name. Uh, Vito Manone. Yeah. Thank you. Um, I just forgot how ugly he was because until like they closed up on his face, but anyways, but like he just, He's at one point like joining in in the corner kick, like what? At the end, well, that 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 is a common thing in the 90th minute for teams. And that are I just felt like, oh my god, the net is open. Why are we not going for this right now? <laughs> like, there's nobody <laughs> I mean, over there. It's 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 playoff soccer, and you're down a goal in the 90th minute. You've got you know every everyone in the box, including <laughs> goalkeepers. I mean, maybe um, I'm just two seasons myself like rusty of remembering how it is in the playoffs but when i saw that i was just like i mean it did remind me of like tim yeah. howard and like yeah you, you, <laughs> leave, it, you leave it all on the line in, in an elimination game you leave it all on the line in an elimination game yeah yeah for yeah. sure but but that said like our defense is still i even with the the changes uh you know rolf not being there and even as as good as we we held it um you know galaxy did do the the loose ball late goal um, Gregus got got that in there, and I mean, well, on that, but on that goal, uh-huh. if you look, if you look at the play, it's it's kind of a weird play that leads to the goal. Like it's the Galaxy defense kind of deals with the ball, and it kind of just takes an awkward break out of the back. And I mean, full credit to Gregus. I mean, he lined that shot up perfectly. I mean, that's not a high percentage chance that they gave away there. I, I think if we're going to talk about the Galaxy defense, and we're going to sit there and say like, they're, oh, they're, you know, here were the issues. I'm going to look at some of the other shots that the Galaxy gave up that mm. Minnesota United couldn't finish. That if they had, you would be sitting there being like, wow, the Galaxy defense really screwed this one up. I, I, don't, I don't think the Gregor's goal that was conceded is okay. necessarily kind of like a, oh yeah, the Galaxy defense was horrible. I think it was more the opportunities that you know Angelo Rodriguez and, and Darwin Quintero and and and, and Molino and, and Finlay all missed that. But that's what makes me nervous as a Galaxy fan sitting there. And and yes, I, I know that LAFC can't beat us. And, you know, as confident and actually, you know, not concerned I am for LAFC, you know, this it's those little things that you know that LAFC could make those shots. So oh, yeah, either, no, this is, either this is going to be a 7-2 kind of situation again or it's going to be a 4-3 or, you know, a 5-4 because, because yes, we can score goals – but it's gonna be it's gonna be high scoring then because if we're doing this and giving up goals and then we have to just come back and hit harder or tie and go to extra time. But again, I feel like that's playing for a loss. Yeah, I, I think I, 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 the Galaxy win this game tomorrow night if it's a shootout. Like that, the only way they really for win sure. this is for if, sure. if if because I, I don't trust this Galaxy defense to sit on a one 0 lead and and basically 
be a solid rear guard that can no way that can get it done. I think and 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 I mean and LFC is gonna fight. And LFC has LFC has some of the best attacking players in MLS right now. So I think you know this Minnesota. I think I don't know if we're gonna see that tactical wrinkle that we did against Minnesota, where where the Galaxy stayed very narrow and Pavon and Antuna kind of operated these these, these hybrid number ten wingers. Um, just simply because I think it's going to be a little bit suicidal for the Galaxy to do that, to consider, concede that much space to LAFC's wingbacks, who uh, kind of I, I, kind of quarterback the attack in, in a certain sense. Um, but, I mean, I also think the Galaxy will find space at times. And and I think, I, I think what we're going to see tomorrow night is definitely a team that is going to be set up a lot more defensively than I think we were against Minnesota necessarily. Um, I think it's going to say four through three on paper, but like we saw, I think it's going to play more of a five, four, one in the defensive kind of third, but I don't, I don't think it's going to play a five, four, one the way it did against Minnesota, where the attacking trio was very narrow. I think they're going to be a little bit wider in the midfield in that four to kind of just really kill any kind of open space that LAFC could attack into um, when they get the ball in moments of transition. Um, like if you, if you can slow LAFC down, then they're vulnerable because LAFC, again, lives for moments of chaos. It reminds me a little bit of um, that Red Bulls team from about two or three years ago where they played like this 4-2-2-2 and everyone was kind of really confused by it. And basically what it was designed to do was win the ball in places that, you know, you would be uncomfortable losing the ball in. And then just basically flood that area with so many players that there were so many options to attack. And, you know, you lose the ball in 10 seconds later, it's in the back of your net because they just, they were, they were able to flood the space really quickly. I think what the galaxy are going to have to do is prevent LAFC's players from being able to flood that space very quickly. And that's why I think what we saw in terms of how the back line kind of looks like a five instead of the traditional four that Shlomo has been kind of playing and how, if you notice in this game, the wingbacks didn't really get up that much for the galaxy. Like, you know, normally Belcher and and Shkelvik are, are, you know, bombing crosses into the box left and right. They stayed, you know, the the wingbacks stayed home in this game, especially uh, Romney. Romney was notably. Oh, Romney was phenomenal. Yeah. Yeah. And and Romney didn't. He did save us too. And Bingham, of course. Yeah. So, so like, I think this is one of those games where, you know, if the if the Galaxy can can look, the Galaxy can win games by sixty minutes of complete holding on, but because of the talent they have in the attack, they can go out and play twenty minutes of just brilliant attacking soccer, and then just be adequate enough in the back that you know they get away holding on, and 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 that's that's fine. To, you know, it's it's the playoffs, survive in advance. Like I'm, the Minnesota United game had it been a regular season game, I think I would have been a little bit more concerned, especially with what happened and how it kind of how narrow the galaxy looks and how this ta- like tactically, I, I I think maybe, you know, if that's the plan for the rest of the season, I'd be a little bit more concerned, but I think this is, we're starting to see a little bit of the brilliance of Shaloto, which is in one-off games. He can understand an opponent. He can tactically prepare for that opponent and it worked in Minnesota and hopefully it will work tomorrow night. Yeah. I want to keep GBS for a while. <laughs> I, think, I, think, I think he will be in LA for a very long time. I think he's, he's, he's very smart. And I think this game was kind of, I mean, that whole entire idea to pin his wingers much more narrow and then allow them to kind of operate into free spaces, is, is that's that's the sign of a guy that, that deeply understands tactics and, and knows what he's doing. Yes. And I think that, that, was, that was a very smart decision from him. Um, yeah, he likes that offensive soccer. He said so. <laughs> yeah, the, the thing is, I, he, I don't think he's going to want to play offensive soccer against LAFC because I don't think he wants right. to. Right. 
Well, but, but look, but look, we, we already know how to handle LAFC in a, in a lot of ways. I mean, you know, we play ugly, um, but a win is a win. And, yeah. you know, I had to consult our, my MLS female counterpart, uh, RSLE, who covers LAFC, just to get into what what we could be seeing against uh, Galaxy. Because, um, you know, Diamande, she said, could sub, uh, that Rodriguez could, could be, sorry, that Diamande could be a sub for Rodriguez. Um, and then Kay and Zimmerman, there's no update on their health. Um, so. I think uh, one also kind of, well, the thing about what, well, what the Galaxy did to so much effect against LAFC, especially in that game where they, they took the 3-1 lead in the 20th minute, was basically mm-hmm. every single time LAFC had the wingers and the wingbacks pulled up really high to the Galaxy, you know, attack, they won the ball in midfield and immediately it was Fabio Alvarez just surging forward and one of Antuna and Pavon was already on the back shoulder of the one defender remaining, and they were just pinging long balls over the top, and the center backs couldn't keep up. And so I think if the Galaxy, I think that's why I think this, 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 what you're going to see is, is kind of a, a 5 4 1 rather than a 4 3 3 in this game, because I think that allows the Galaxy to clog that midfield, win the ball, and then quickly get the ball into that space that they need, uh, that, that um, LAFC is going to concede naturally by you know, their style of play. The question I have, though, is can the Galaxy defense for 90 minutes keep them out, you know, four times? Because, I, I mean, I have no doubt in my mind LSC is going to score in this game. I think that's that's a given, you know, like. Absolutely. Just, simply because you of know. the way they play and, and, and how how effective they are in the attack and, and I mean, how not great well, the Galaxy and because, defense has been. <laughs> right. And then, and then the guys that take the shots in that. And in my notes here, I have obviously, like, they rely on Villa. But if it's not Villa, I remember Rossi and Blessing both taking shots at us and clearly almost scoring. Well, Diego Rossi's got 16 goals on the season. Diomande's got eight. Those are the top three goal scorers. And then Carlos Vela with obviously 34. Yeah. So, I mean, they have goal scoring options. Um, I think, again, this, I, I, I said it before the Minnesota game, and I'm going to say it again. I think this is one of those games with where whoever wins the center of midfield wins this match. Because the Galaxy... Well, then we win. Well, the, <laughs> the Galaxy can, can, can in, those moments of, in those moments of transition really do what they did to such effect at the bank the last time they were there, which was, again, these, these long balls over the top to either Ibrahimovic or Pavon or Antuna, who would, who would be running into space. I doubt that, you know, whoever steps in, if, even if Walker Zimmerman can't go, if, if Walker Zimmerman can't go. But even if he can go, I don't know if Walker Zimmerman's got that pace. I mean, we saw it in the Ibrahimovic goal where Walker Zimmerman tries, doesn't try to match him for pace. He tries to head the ball away kind of in this clearing header and misses it. And that's how Ibrahimovic gets in one-on-one with Tyler Miller. Um, and then, you know, scores the easy tap in. I think the Galaxy don't have to change a lot tactically going into mm-hmm. this game. The one thing they just, okay. I, think it's, I think it's more a player personnel question. You know, does if Corona can go, does Corona go? Or do you start Fabio Alvarez? Because Fabio Alvarez probably had his two best games in the Galaxy jersey against LAFC. He does the things he do. He does very well. The things he does very well, LAFC doesn't really have an answer for in the center of midfield. Um, mm. The other, the other, the other thing I, I've kind of highlighted when it comes to LAFC is Tyler Miller is a good goalkeeper. He's not a great goalkeeper. Right. And he's had, he's had and there's, a, there's a reason he hasn't been chosen for U.S. Men's National yeah. Team. I mean, he goes to camp, but he doesn't get played. He's he's had a few mistakes this year, where I'm kind of like that 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 indicates to me a keeper that's not as confident in himself as he should be. So I think if the, the galaxy could get, you know, a gift or two out of this game. Um, but it's, I mean, it's, this is, this is a horribly difficult game for the LA galaxy. And like, who's the ref again? Uh, I did not 
Christie, I believe. Oh, we don't know yet. Oh, no, uh, I, I apologize. It's uh, Kevin Stott. Uh, oh, okay. Um, I, I don't know anything about him, but I, I am just a little bit concerned of them getting something stupid like a, like a PK that isn't a PK to Vela, you know? Well, I mean, the Galaxy defense is more than happy to concede PKs to Vela every single game. That's what I'm saying. Um, I mean, what, it, you know, the, the other two things I kind of want to highlight coming into this game, I mean, first off, Mm-hmm. Ibrahimovic did not have his best game against Minnesota. I think that was partially because of the way that Minnesota played I him. I have in my notes that Zlatan must be hungry. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think that's part of the reason. Part of the reason, you know, was Minnesota defended him very well. They put, you know, they kind of rotated a cast of, care, of defensive players to just man mark him throughout the game. So it kept the rotation fresh, but also it prevented Ibrahimovic from really getting any kind of clear space. LAFC isn't built to do that. That's not, that's not how they defend. And so... I think Ibrahimovic, and, 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 you know, so Ibrahimovic will, will get his opportunities. And he, and he did get a few against Minnesota. He just, you know, he looked a little off. Um, and, it, I mean, that happens to every player. The other thing about it is you bring in Ibrahimovic for this kind of game. Like, this is the game that mm-hmm. throughout his career. And this is where they all step it up, too. Yeah. Throughout his career, this is the this is the type of game where his thoughts on Ibrahimovic writes his name into history books. Like, these games, these massive rivalry games and in, you know, one-off situations and stuff like that. And I have no doubt my mom had Ibrahimovic ever been to a World Cup we would be talking about him as one of the all-time greats because it's one-off games where sometimes you just need one player to be better than every single other player on the field. And that's, Z can do that. Like, that's why you bring in Ibrahimovic. Uh, totally. I I was going to say, though, because when we were leading, even though it was late in the game, um, I had always kind of said, like, if, if we're leading, particularly if we're leading early, like we did in Houston, that's what makes me a little bit worried. It's almost like you want LAFC to score first, just so that way the G's are not playing catch up, but so that way, okay, that's like that's like the goal that you get, and then we're just gonna hammer them. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. But I, again, as we as we talked about, you know, do you trust this Galaxy defense leading one nil? You know, I, I mean, we even took a two 0 lead, and and when Gregor scored, in, exactly. in the, when Gregor scored in the eighty seventh, I was like, oh, here we go again, you know. Like, how are we, you know, can, you know, we have to hold on for, you know, three minutes plus stoppage. Can we do it? Mm-hmm. Um, so I think, you know, the Galaxy are going to have, it, it, this is going to be a shootout. Like, the Galaxy know that they ha- probably have to score three or four goals to win this game. Can they do it in the playoffs? And that's, you know, that's that's the big question surrounding this game, I think. And, I mean, I was reviewing some stuff and, and you know, I, 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 I often quote Matt Doyle because I think um, he's – He's very, very smart. Um, but, you know, he kind of said about, you know, we, we're kind of talking and we're, we're trying to think about this Galaxy thing. And we're all kind of, and he's just kind of like, it's nearly impossible to analyze the Galaxy. It's, it's impossible to analyze this game because we just don't know what what the Galaxy are going to show up like, you know? we just. I mean, it's it's both good and bad. I mean, the good thing, obviously, but like the good the good thing about it is it's almost like, well, hopefully we won't be so predictable because I, you know, we, we did stop playing slot on ball. Um, so it's it's kind of nice in that way, but you're right. We don't know what team we're going to see on the pitch necessarily, and I don't uh, feel comfortable even when we're leading. You know, yeah. <laughs> unless it's like unless we're like five goals up, and then you're like I breathe a little bit. <laughs> one other note: um, expect goals early in this one because in the last five, I do too. In the last five traffic goals, the first goal has been scored before the 15th minute. Like, yeah. So the, the, there will be goals in this one, and there will be goals early and often, as far as I'm concerned. I would um, just poetic justice for three i mean not that we need justice because like we're <laughs> but just 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 in case anybody wants to call this the battle of la you um, know? 
one other thing that I think is interesting in this game that we're not talking about yet is there's not a lot of pressure on the Galaxy going into this game. Yeah. I mean, there's the traditional pressure of, like, you want to win a playoff game. You want of to course. Of course. Cup. But if you think about this Galaxy season, what was considered success for the Galaxy this season? Making the playoffs. They've done that. They won, a, they won their first round on the road. That's a massive success in a season. Like, they, the Galaxy are kind of playing with house money here. And if you look at LAFC, they have to win this game in order to kind of cement this title of the greatest team in MLS history, right? Like, right. they have to win MLS Cup in order to cement that title. I wouldn't well, want... well, they've already acted like they've won with their supporters' shield. But anyway, go ahead. I mean, they can act that all they want. I, all, all they want. I think everyone in MLS would 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 regard it more strongly if they win MLS Cup. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think I wouldn't want to be in that locker room going into this game, knowing that pressure of we have to cement this win to be considered the greatest team in MLS. Oh, and we have to do it against a team we haven't beaten that has our number that. Literally, we've talked about, like, we are always forced to talk about this whole entire mentality and we can't beat them. And, and oh, we have to, you know, and now we have to go do it. You know, we could we could break this curse. We could cement ourselves as the greatest MLS team. Oh, we have to do it in a one-off playoff game in front of our home fans who, yeah. you know, LAC's got a, a phenomenal atmosphere, but their fans, I've, I've kind of figured, are, are a little bit demanding of this team. And you're, you know, if they go down a goal or two early and heads start to drop and 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 the atmosphere in that stadium changes, this could be really, really, you know, it's gonna be a difficult night for LAFC mentally to get through. And that's what I think that's kind of the big kind of, I guess, non-tactical thing that I've kind of focused on is this is, you know, there, there are games that that define franchises. And usually we 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 figure they define franchises after rather than before. Mm-hmm. And I think LAFC has kind of realized that this is a game that defines their franchise three days before this game. Like that's, that's gotta be a difficult place to be inside the locker room right now. Yes, I agree. And I guess just to play devil's advocate and it's like, well, they're so confident they got the boost uh, with the supporter shield. They're at home. Uh, They, they haven't beat us. But the the reality is, like, when you start chanting, you can't beat us, and then, because Minnesota couldn't beat us either. Um, <laughs> but, you know, it's just, it is a little bit of a concern with our defense the way that it is, that um, that this could be LAFC's night, because it's the playoffs. The other thing that I, I find interesting is that they got that first round by, but they haven't played a, a competitive game until uh, oh, that's October right. 6th. They haven't played in 20 days. And, it's almost like a punishment. <laughs> well, the thing is, the thing is, if for some teams, if you know they they are struggling at that point, that first round by is a godsend because you have to do twenty days to get things right, right, to get house in order, people get healthy, you can you, you forget about that kind of that that bad end to the season, and you kind of are really easily able to say, all right, new season, let's go. If you're playing really really well, the last thing you want is a twenty day layoff. It's like the very last thing, right. When you're playing well in, in competitive matches, you get those reps, everything's great. You just keep riding this energy. And then it completely just, the faucet shuts off abruptly for 20 days, you know? And mm-hmm. at, at that so point. So hopefully they're rusty. <laughs> well, well, at that point, I'm, I'm almost, con- you know, if, if I'm LAFC, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm concerned about the first 20 minutes because, you know, you, you can, you know, you can say they're professionals and they play with each other all the time. They've been in training, but nothing, you know, 
nothing compares to being out there on the field against another team, you know, in, in, in and not a just another team against the LA galaxy. Cause yeah. like you said, they're, we're in their heads. So if I'm the LA galaxy, I look at this first 20 minutes of this match as an opportunity to really get going. And I think if, if the galaxy can get these first 20 minutes, you know, maybe score a goal or two, or really get in LAFC's head. And LAFC, I think is going to have a pretty rough time of it. Um, in, in terms just of, take the shots. Yeah. I think, you know, I, I think the galaxy should just be barraging. Just every single time you get a shooting line, just shoot. Doesn't matter, you know. Just shoot. Doesn't matter if it doesn't get there, just scare them. <laughs> I mean, it was, it was Jonah's goal is an example of just sometimes you just want to shoot the ball. And yeah. I, I, it was, that it was, slipped right past well, the keeper. Phenomenal goal. I mean, that was one of the oh, best. Also, also, also. Um, <laughs> like, it's going to be difficult. I think the first 20 minutes of this game, if the Galaxy can really get a solid start, then it's going to really help that defense get some confidence. It's really going to help over the next 70 minutes for the Galaxy to settle into this game and to really, you know, grab it by the scruff of the neck. So you don't think at all that this game could somehow be overhyped and we'll just be, like, bored? Well, I mean, every every game has that possibility. You know, every game is every, that you play the sport, you know, this can happen. Um, but I think... I just I think with the offensive options on display between both teams, I don't think this is going to be a nil nil grinding draw. Like I, uh, I, no, I, we're I, I highly doubt. Not going to, uh, well, there will be goals. I could see us going to extra time this time though. Easily, easily, uh, easily, easily and going to PKs, which I, would just make me throw up. <laughs> uh, that that could send me into cardiac arrest. Um, I know, right? I mean, we were having a rough time against Minnesota, but you know, like I said, I got the people around me, and they were just like, "No way that we're going to extra time because then we lose, and we yeah. got the race to say So should that happen?" And, and the other thing I think was, even though Minnesota scored that goal in the 87th, if you look at the play after that, I mean, Minnesota really didn't mount like a lot of really high at like high percentage chances after that goal. No, it was just more like the Galaxy defense. You're just like, please hold. Yeah, exactly. I think it was, it was definitely more that than, you know, kind of like Minnesota was. was and you were just like, blow the whistle. Just blow the whistle. My God, like Carrasco had already come I in. Think, like, I think it was like six minutes of stoppage, to be honest. Yeah, for the last for the last two minutes of stoppage. I it's literally supposed had, to be four. I think yeah. I was, was just quietly screaming, please, please, dear God, please, dear God, please, dear God. I know. Just like stop this. Because look, we're the villains of MLS. Like, I had some of my MLS female counterparts, and you could just see, like, fans of other teams just salty. They just want us to lose. I mean, they just, they hate us because they ain't us. <laughs> you, want the, you, want, you want the best to lose. Right? And no matter what, Galaxy remains five-time chance, champions because uh, DC United got out. Yeah. Um, yeah, it, it's, it's, it's an interesting, it's an interesting life being a Galaxy fan. Um, it, it's going to be, it's going to be a very, very, frenetic match i think and 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 you know you look at the galaxy result yeah we talk about the two losses to end the season but the galaxy have won four out of their past six matches like quietly the galaxy have been rounding into some kind of form and i think in mls it's, it's about getting hot at the right time and if you look at lafc they drew their four of their last six matches you know i think you know it, the galaxy may be getting hot at the right time and i think that's a really good place to be if you're a Galaxy fan right now and and, and to kind of look at the bigger picture. Uh, I'm totally going to manifest this win. And uh, so when we beat LAFC, there are playoff games today. Um, I do think that we're going to end up facing Seattle. That's who I, I think is moving on. Seattle is doing that thing they do every year, which is and that Jordan they play. Morris got a hat trick. Seattle, oh, that game, that game was, was, was nuts. 
Um, yeah, no, Seattle's doing that thing they do every year where they play horribly for three quarters of the year, and then all of a sudden <laughs> October rolls around, and they all, much like zombies in the grave, they all just pop out of the ground and I know. are unstoppable. I, I, I say the sounder, sounder, and and yeah. you know, um, my friend Tahir from uh, Real Salt Lake, uh, are you for real? Their their podcast, uh, he was like, the Sounders are not a team that I want to play against, but they're going at it tonight. <laughs> yeah, it <laughs> should, it, it, and it should be an interesting game. RSL is a RSL is a tricky side to really understand. They they've got they, they're deceptively good, <laughs> and that that I, I mean that in the most in, in the most kind of commentary way possible. They've got no, matched, you're absolutely right. I got they've got they've great. got matched winners in in Avarino and Rushnak. Um, you know they they have a very solid defense. Of course, it's Nick Romano's last season, but Nick Romano can win them a game. We saw that last year in the playoffs against LAFC. You know, Krylak is a is a reliable goal scorer in this league. Nobody knows really what they are, and and I think they use that to their advantage because I think partially it's because they're in a small in, in kind of what what you know the whole entire small team market thing. Mm-hmm. Um, partially, I think they don't get enough. They don't get the national recognition because of that. I also think people were also kind of a little bit confused because because of the whole entire situation that happened with Mike Pecky. Remember, where he was oh. um, he was let go due to um, offensive okay. language uh, offensive language used towards an official during the. Uh, the camp or the 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 league's cup um and then i love his rants man now i it's like yeah now now it's a little bit of a problem um i know but but a lot of people that i talked to who are a lot smarter about soccer than i am basically said oh that's not a big loss for them because they've got what they called the american guardiola in in uh freddie juarez so and and freddie juarez has made the team look a lot better um, and it, it wasn't like they were playing poor soccer uh, under Pecky. Like, it's just they're playing much better soccer now under Juarez. So um, it, it will be interesting. But, I mean, again, this I'm interested to see how the Seattle Sounders team recovers after the kind of the physical and emotional toll of, of, of that Dallas game because it was so high energy and high octane. It's so just back and forth emotionally just draining that it – they could come out a little flat tonight, and and I would be concerned if I'm the Seattle Sounders that they do come out a little flat. Yeah, I mean, I always say the Sounder, Sounder, but um, but let's say that you know that we do go on to face uh, the Sounders, and so you know it is a realistic thing that we blow it, or do you feel confident that we're going all the way? Because to be honest with you, like if we beat LAFC and we and I, it, it's over, like I think that we we take the cup. And I know that uh, we're rooting for Toronto, so that way we host MLS Cup. Um, well, okay. So if I had to pick between these two teams, which one do I want to play? I want to play Real Salt Lake. Yeah. Um, just because the Galaxy, I think, do what a lot of what frustrates Real Salt Lake. Uh, the Galaxy do well defensively. What frustrates Real Salt Lake? Um, if we get the Sounders, that's what it concerns me, to be honest. I mean, like, anything is possible, but like, but the thing is. The Galaxy beat or should have beaten the Sounders in that in that odd game where um, yes where Steris got set up red in the sixth in the sixth minute, um, and the Galaxy looked phenomenal there, and Seattle just looked flat and lifeless. Yeah, that's not the case with the Seattle team anymore. And I right. think you know Jordan Morris is probably the most informed player in MLS right now. I mean, Rui Diaz is always a dangerous goal threat. Lodiero finally kind of seems to be out of that midseason slump that he he was was very deeply in that almost had him out at the club. Like they almost sold him on because they thought he wasn't really going to get back there. Um, it, it would be difficult, but it's a one-off game in the playoffs and we have lost on Ibrahimovic. And then, yeah. and as, as I've said before, multiple times on this podcast about the playoffs, it's, it's, it's 
sometimes the team with the better talent just goes out and gets the win. And that's kind of what happened against Minnesota on, on, on Sunday night. I hope it's kind of what happened. I hope it's, I, I hope it's what happens tomorrow night. And against Seattle, I, I, I could see it happening again too. Um, we already got the 29th off uh, from work <laughs> just so I can be ready. <laughs> um, People I, are talking about traveling again. <laughs> I, I will say it would be, t- if the gal from here on out, the galaxy have to really hope that, you know, Marissa wins tonight. We win tomorrow night. We go to Salt Lake and win that game. Yeah. You've really got to pray that Toronto somehow pulls an upset and gets to the Muscat final because yeah. a lot of the teams they play in the East are very difficult to play. I mean, I don't trust us in a one-off game in Atlanta. I, I just think that would be incredibly a difficult prospect. I don't trust us in a one-off game at Yankee Stadium. Um, I know. Just because of, of uh, because of playing in a baseball field and yes. the fact that that stadium is so unpredictable to play in just because of, of the, the dimensions and the constraints of that, of that facility. And I, I mean, I, I could see them going to Philadelphia and, 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 and winning that game, but I know I don't want to go to Philly though, to be I honest. Don't think, <laughs> I don't, I don't think, Philadelphia, I don't think Philadelphia's got the depth to win two more playoff games and then make it out to MLS Cup. I just, and, and that's no disrespect for them. I think they're starting 11 is one of the best in MLS, but I think it's just, that's the whole they're dark horse. They've always been a dark horse. I think my problem with them is they're starting 11 is one of the best in MLS. And then from there it's it, the quality drops off pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I, I mean, the Galaxy have a good shot at this if they can get through LAFC. That's that's the the one thing. I think if the Galaxy can get through LAFC. And but, do, but I think we don't have a doubt about that, to be honest. I mean, I know this, you know, some fans are nervous, but. It's a one-off playoff game. Anything can happen. I'm talking. Yeah, ab- like, yeah. Absolutely. No, I I'm completely not, agree. I'm, I'm not calling anything yet. Um, <laughs> that's yeah, not going to predictions on this show, but <laughs> I must I, ask. <laughs> I, think, I, think, I think if the Galaxy can get through LAFC tomorrow, they, they have a shot at making making a Most Cup final, but I don't know. I, the teams they would play in Almost Cup final, it would it would be difficult, but you know it, it, it would be doable, but I think it would be very difficult. Yeah, agreed. Um, the supporters do. traveling, I I hope that they like there's going to be enough where you can hear us <laughs> cheering in that stadium loud and clear. Yeah, it's going to be um, it's going it, to you know. This is, I think the neutrals are super excited for this match because it's going to be a, a phenomenal kind of atmosphere. is going to be phenomenal. Both these teams are going to be up for it. It's, it's, it's going to be a, a great showcase of this league, uh, hopefully. I love that uh, City Hall has the colors of LA Galaxy. Nice. <laughs> you know? So uh, like We got support. Do we want to do score prediction? Score predictions, I'm going to say 4-3 LA Galaxy beat LAFC. And it'll go down to the wire, and we'll hold our four-minute stoppage time if it's not six minutes of stoppage time because MLS. Um, yeah. I'm going to go 3-1 to the LA Galaxy. Hmm. And I, I know that's oddly low scoring, but I think I think if the Galaxy can really get after it the first 20 minutes and really get the heads of LAFC down, you know, Get the get the crowd out of it, or get the crowd on LAFC. Because remember, there have been games where LAFC has been losing, and the crowd's really gone against LAFC. They've actually really kind of gotten on them for not winning. I think if they can get the crowd out of this game, if they can really get you know a nervous atmosphere in the stadium, that is going to affect LAFC mentally. I think mentally, this is going to be this is this is going to be a very tough game for LAFC. And so I think if they can really get that mentality in the stadium of oh god, it's happening again. Then I think the Galaxy might yeah. have, the Galaxy might have an easier day than than we anticipate. And- 
So are you thinking that we're subbing Alessandrini again, or we start him? I don't think he's healthy enough. I mean, I think he's healthy, but I think no, but, we should no, just but, do what we did against Minnesota. Yeah, I, I I don't see any reason why to switch switch the tactics up a little. Like I see I see some reasons, but I, I think it worked, and also it'll, it it frees up Pavon and Antuna to do the most damage and in the space that inevitably LAFC will concede. Um, and and Alessandrini doesn't need to start this game. Like Alessandrini coming off the bench. Yeah, for 30 minutes, that was perfect. It's, it's a brilliant. It, it's <laughs> It is the best weapon possible. Yeah. Um, we got anything? I'm, I'm scrolling through and checking for any like, last minute questions, comments, concerns. Um, it's going to be. I think it is. It is going to be a intense. It is, and and you guys like be safe. Um, you know, hopefully the the fans get to listen to this before. Um, just get in, get out of that stadium. Yeah, it's it be be safe, um, have fun, be loud, be proud. Don't yeah, do anything. I know. Don't LA's, do anything stupid. LA is known for our riots, and it's been like not like that since 2012, uh, Lakers. But like, I just um, unfortunately, like it's a playoff game. Like anything can happen, and yeah. it, it, you know, uh, I just it might be wild. So just it, everybody stay safe. It, it is. I gotta say, it's a phenomenal kind of world we live in right now in, in LA sports when, you know, it's the Clippers and the Lakers are both very good and, and, <laughs> and, and battling for it. And then, you know, LASC and, 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 uh, the LA galaxy are both succeeding very well. So it should be, it should be a phenomenal, uh, night for MLS for, for the city of LA for, for both clubs, honestly, it's, it's, it's going to be, it's going to be a phenomenal match. Do you think we see Araujo come out? I could say, well, yeah, because I mean, he's been deployed in these games to create success. I don't, I don't know. It wouldn't surprise me, but I think I think they're trying to protect the kid in a way. You know, the, yeah. the intensity in, in the intensity of playoffs. I think I think Shaloto's kind of going with his older guns, guys that have, have been in, in in high intensity situations before, which I think is a, a, a very smart thing to do. Yeah. Well, thank you so much. I am definitely looking forward to it. I will be at the watch party at the Diggity. I will be on my uh, on my favorite bar stool at Thomas All. So <laughs> nice. All right. Well, we'll be texting each other, and uh, you guys awesome. stay tuned. You can add us. Um, I went ahead and updated uh, my uh, the Instagram for Simply Soccer. It is Simply Soccer underscore underscore one two three four to keep it simple. <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, yeah, and Christian Conway, we can find you on Twitter as well. If you guys already don't know, uh, thank you so much for your support. We've got lots of plans for off-season uh, when that comes. I know we keep mentioning it, but it's like, hey. Yeah, hope, hopefully it doesn't come too soon. <laughs> hopefully it doesn't come too soon. Exactly. But just putting it out there. So thanks again for listening, you guys. And we'll be coming at you as, uh, as soon as we can record, probably before. Uh, Friday or Tuesday or something, and then we'll figure it out. But we're coming we'll, at you. We'll have we'll have we'll have everything. <laughs> yeah, we will. All right, later.